0: The Hungry Gamers!
1: Hello, 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 and welcome, boils and ghouls, to the 83rd episode of the Angry Gravediggers podcast, aka The Hungry Gamers podcast. We are powered by 8Bit.net, Audio Technica, AK Racing, and your soul. I'm your not-so-humble host, Brendan White. Find me everywhere at brendan 8 Bits joined today, my two partners in crime, Reese Kirby can be found at. That's kerboo kerboo a, a bit a on the Twitters, and Miss Kelly I'll eat your heart. Who can a be found at?
0: Only a only Miss Heart.
1: Welcome <laughs> to the
2: asylum. Oh yes, uh, very scary times. Very very scary.
3: I mean, this place is constant insanity, so yeah, asylum is probably the best one.
1: And none of that was rehearsed, so I know probably some of it fell flat, so I apologise in advance, I know, but I think we great. did well.
2: We did very well for another themed episode. I think uh, we should give ourselves a pat on the back. and uh, Or a knife in the back. Yeah. I'll oh, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got enough of those already with you guys. Oh, no. no, damn. No. no, no, no. No shade. Yeah.
3: What's
1: going on, boys, uh, boys and girls? Well, it is... Uh... Yeah, uh, tax a mania, yeah, getting there, getting towards that, which is scary enough in itself. It's imminent. Yeah. this it's... episode is coming out hot off the press after the eighty-second episode due to some technical difficulties from Salim, too busy to dream. Abraham, yeah, I,
2: but to be fair, I heard his um, apartment got flooded, so he was, he was he was catching a wave in his in his bedroom. <laughs> Poor kid.
1: <laughs> yeah, so uh, two episodes this week because we have been a little bit erratic as of late with releases and what have you, and uh, apologies on that, but uh, it is what it is.
3: Life happens. Life yep. happens. As yep. does shit. As, as does, does shit. Death. As mm. does
1: packs and scary things like Halloween. <laughs> so we thought we'd theme this little fella a little bit different to the usual. Uh, dive into some space spooky questions and thoughts and games and where where will you be in
2: five years that's a fucking spooky one
1: (laughs) yeah
3: how's your financial debt yeah
1: (laughs) can you afford a mortgage (laughs) Yeah. sydney climate oh please make it stop (laughs) but i guess we should start the episode as we always do with uh find out what's been going on tell us things what have you been playing um, anything of note? Anything exciting that you've been up to this past week? That was.
3: I mean, I'll kill it off first, only because I've been just playing the same old crap that I usually play, which is PUBG. Um, still loving it. Still pushing it. Still trying to get everyone to play it.
1: How many chicken dinners did you get this past week? None. Welcome to my life.
3: At that games, That's not your life. Me I still have chicken dinners under my belt. You didn't this I really like chicken now. So what? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, yeah, playing that. And I uh, decided to actually play for the first time Borderlands, the pre-sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, big fan of the Borderlands series, but I never played yeah. the pre-sequel. And by golly, is it good?
1: It's pretty great. It's pretty great. <laughs> and it's
3: so interesting playing a video game with that, like, high-level uh, production, but ha- all the Australian accents. Mm. Yeah, just true. Just surrounding the area. And it's, like like, true, like, Australian accents, like... Really? What is it with
2: post-apocalyptica and Australia? Why is there always a, a tie? Because That's we're, a we're always a
1: pretty barren landscape in and current day social climate. So you just add some more death, maybe a few flaming cars Chatswood? and it's not too far. It's, it's
2: pretty built up over Chatswood. <laughs> I feel like Chatswood would be the Blade Runner. Really? And yeah, because there's <laughs> so many high-rises. No, I'd
1: say Chinatown in this city.
3: Did you hear yeah. that Blade Runner got the vibe? Is it? Uh, I can't. I haven't seen the movie, the new movie Neither yet. But I apparently, I'm at it, um, like Las Vegas or some area in that movie, um, was actually the idea was taken from the sand, like the sandstorms or the firestorms in Sydney, or yeah. in Australia. Yep. like how the you know landscape. I, I heard it was climb. taken
2: from the hit Darude song. Ah, oh.
1: <laughs> which is sandstorm. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, this is a scary episode, guys. And Hope, that, was, that was bang a
1: track that one. Hopefully, no films come out soon that are based off Scooter
2: oh Scooter
3: was the best he had a song
2: called uh Fire and he would scream things out before like the beat would kick in and in one of them he just goes Chili Bowl <laughs>
0: <laughs> that English
2: to Dutch translation just didn't do well I'll, I'll everything say, was like Fire make yourself dance and then Chili Bowl
1: <laughs> I'll say one thing though he did discover Justin Bieber
2: oh did he mm. Wow. Him, him
1: and Usher were the two driving forces for uh, Bieber fever.
2: And now Bieber's like, you know, Mr. 20-year-old... Uh, Give me that crack, son. Yeah, and poor Scooter. just He's no literally just down. riding
1: a scooter somewhere now, just pushing his way through life.
2: Everyone's got scooters now in the city. Yeah. I see him everywhere. I'm like, no. And it's like, how would you be being a cyclist and seeing someone on a scooter in, in a bike lane? <sighs>
1: you know what I saw yesterday in Skunk. Canberra that made me shudder was a grown man wearing overalls genuinely like not like trying to be ironic or like take he wasn't plumbing nah he was like he was a trendy well-dressed dude he had a a, like you know a tight haircut. he had some nice looking shoes he had a white t-shirt and then he had sort of the that sort of um washed blue denim overalls
3: now did he have the token like one undone nah
1: they were both he he wanted consistency across the shoulders he wanted that symmetry i just think that Overalls look really comfortable. I, I kind of want to they're wear them. They're not though. For that From measure. what
3: I remember when I used to wear them, um, they're not because it's the kind of it's all connected. So if you like, mm. if you kind of moved your shoulders, you kind of give I want to know with those yeah. playsuits.
2: Like, how do you take
1: a shit in those? That's why you get the ones with the little bum flaps. Uh, you can't get them with bum I flaps. I
3: don't think they come with bum flaps. Like a romper. Make your
1: own bum flap. You just cut it out. Or you
3: just... just maybe make sure, like, if you're wearing the like, 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 short ones, I... get a really loose leg and just, like, tilt. Because yeah. I
1: don't just know about rip you. It yeah,
3: rip it, it. rip it to the side. Go would, for it.
2: I'd wear a romper.
3: Mm.
1: I
2: want to see you in one. I'd wear yeah. a romper. So if I want to wear a romper and I need to take a deuce, does that mean I just have to get naked?
1: You're pretty much
3: good the I at think it? so. Like, All the way down I've never the ankles, worn yeah. one. But, yeah, the, the whole, con- like, consensus with the female... Perspective Dude, is that they have to so drop it to the drop, it, drop it
1: all off. Let's get let's get you a romper. <laughs> let's get eight bit rompers. No, yeah, no, we're doing it. Wearing, I'm not touching eight bit things. rompers. See, I will wear eight one. Eight
3: bit rompers are probably with, in the same category as the eight bit purple g strings.
1: I'd wear yeah. that too. Edible ones too. Grape flavored. Oh,
3: see yep. now I'm okay with that. Mm.
1: Yeah, grape flavored. <laughs> yeah, if you're not eating underpants, you're not living. Just a That's romper with, me. with
2: little crags all over them.
3: I mm. mean, your ass is in g strings. So yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, most most underpants like I wear turn into a G string anyway.
1: <laughs> you just cut the cheeks out. Yeah. You ever seen a walrus flossing? Yeah. Ooh.
3: Spooky episode <laughs>
1: <laughs> So uh. what else you been doing? You have been playing a bit of bit of Borderlands, you've been playing a bit of pub?
3: Yeah, no. And the only other thing is like I've been rewatching Sons of Anarchy.
1: Oh really? Yeah. One of the best shows of all time.
3: Mm. I cause I dropped off when I originally watched it, I dropped off at season two.
1: Oh my god. I like I'm such Mate. an
3: impatient viewer. Like mm. you guys know that if something doesn't captivate me enough. Yeah. But like I was reassured that it did kind of get better. So um yeah. And it's all right. Like I still don't rate it as high as some people do, but eh, it's all right. Ron Perlman, so like you know, you can't do too wrong.
2: Yeah. Ron mm. Perlman with his weird giant head.
1: Oh yeah, he, he is just a big ball of clay. That's <laughs> holy shit! Clay. Oh
3: my god! I, I thought you mean that. meant that. No. No. Oh goodness me! No. He's yeah. a great guy. You guys should look at his answers at the uh, Reddit AMA that he did. Ask me yeah. anything. It was great answers. The
2: Mark uh, Marin episode's good with him as well. Oh. worth having a listen. Mm. What about you, Kerbo or Kerboo, oh, as they say yeah.
1: during Halloween times?
2: Thanks. Brendan White Zombie, mm. which it says on your Twitter, mm. which is a very good one. I was actually really impressed with everyone's Twitter uh, handles because everybody had a really, really great one, and I, and I came to mine and I was like, oh, what am I gonna do? And then yeah, I came up with Kerboo I
3: changed mine to Debt for like <laughs> De- half an hour, <laughs> <laughs> and then I just went, ah, only I found this funny, so I changed <laughs> it back again.
2: Uh, what could your yours be? I, I do I don't know. I was yeah. like,
3: see, yeah, but that's just the truth. That's not Halloween. <laughs>
2: yeah i was thinking like back alley mortuary murder
3: back alley hey that's not the first time that they have got meow. that name
2: yeah i don't know where well, i'm going with that <laughs> kind of trailed off a bit that's the story of my life um what have i been doing um been well, playing some games yeah i have some but this is hard yeah. to talk about because we skipped an episode and i don't know whether to talk about that stuff
1: or not no that's so. that's out listeners now listening to this would have already listened to the previous episode
2: Yes, so I am currently a version of myself in a former life that's come back in time to stop me from making mistakes.
1: You so. like a T-1000? Yeah. Um, maybe
2: maybe a yeah, T-200. Okay. <laughs> um, no, what have I been doing? Um, I've been just sampling a lot of demos, really. I played the Spelonkas demo on Steam, um, dug the shit out of that. Uh, I'm assuming
1: there's a uh, digging element uh, in the game? Yeah, there is a digging element. Because <laughs> that in fell... Me. Flat with us too because we haven't played the game.
2: <laughs> I was looking around for that that sort of approval <laughs> for a while. Mm. <laughs> Taste of <that early. laughs> So that was Much, much louder than I thought uh, it was going to be. There's a ghost in here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <a> spooky ghost. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, and I picked up Luigi's Mansion on on the cube. On no, Aww. on DS for um.
3: Such a great game.
2: Like 15 bucks. And it was fantastic purchase.
3: That's such a great game. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Like yeah. if you'd haven't played it, definitely very underrated. Go. I it just, I just like to say oh. hey Nintendo, if you're listening, oh.
1: where's my virtual console with Luigi's Mansion on it? Because that's one of the games they said it's going to be on virtual console for my Switch.
2: Uh probably, I reckon. What, Hurry Christmas? up.
1: Christmas? Nah, yeah. nah. It'll be next year sometime. They're they're riding this wave. Nintendo are just. It's going to be good can when do no wrong.
2: Pokemon come out on the virtual console for um.
1: Switch. Yeah, well good. they they were talking about um. At least on the on the on the DS, bringing out silver and gold um, uh, ports for the y- DS. Uh,
2: yeah, I, I really couldn't be bothered playing the GBA stuff. Eh?
1: Oh well, well not <laughs> even GBA,
2: yeah, like original Game Boy, because mm. GBA stuff's really really good. Like um, Advance Wars, one of my favorite games. Mm.
1: Um, I know we're not doing a typical news episode this week per se, and I don't know if you guys covered it on the episode before this because it's still in the ether with Dream floating (laughs) around in his apartment. It was a um, really
2: good episode. Like, we were really really happy with it. Did
1: you just talk about the um, copyrights that Nintendo or the patents that Nintendo have filed for... The potential release of a uh, new Game Boy, or like you know, on this nostalgia trip with the NES no. Classic and now the oh. SNES Mini. No. Well, I thought they were gonna do the 64 next. Oh, I think it'll come too, but there's they've they've filed some patents on some uh, on some Game Boys, but I don't know how you can miniaturize that already, like unless you do the the Game Boy.
2: Um, well, there was a mini version. Yeah, which was the thinner version. Which no, the the micro. There was the micro. Ah, yeah,
1: that's see, that's too impractical.
2: For I that. liked the mm-hmm. micro. It was cool because you could have it as a keyring and yeah I dug that
3: I don't know they always fucked up when they called it a pocket fucking Game that's Boy that's it, it Game Boy f- Pocket didn't yeah. even fit in your pocket yeah
1: what size pockets are you guys using over there in Japan Well, and it would suck you, nowadays
3: because pockets think, are never real pockets anyway well that's yeah. for you think girls about pants, it now they could make right, it ladies?
2: almost like a smartphone but with obviously tactile buttons like I reckon they could do a really good job of it I reckon bringing back like back the uh, like really engage. oh I had an N-Gage
1: so impractical yeah I remember a friend of mine had one at school and he was playing pandemonium on it all the yeah, time yeah he used to play pandemonium yeah. I'm like yeah that's cool but I don't want one
2: <laughs> yeah because you had to like if you remember what the end gauge looked like it's it, gross well looks like a little switch my friends used to call it a cyber taco because that's what it looked like Oof. and you had to hold it on the side that's a digital porn term. yeah I
3: was about to say it sounds sexy yeah
2: you had to hold it on the side to do the oh gross
3: <laughs> why would you do
2: that <laughs> it's a scary episode this is, yeah, it's scary That's not unsettling. <laughs> so, <laughs> scary doesn't mean turn into a
1: weird pedo. <laughs> what You said I was doing that to someone underage. You're <laughs> <laughs> the one with the rolled up wolfie beanie <laughs> So you
2: had to hold Kirby the
1: Kirby over here.
2: <laughs> you had to hold the Cyber taco on the side to make a cause. Very odd and strange. Uh. But yeah, you used to play Tony Hawks and Red Faction on that bad boy. Mm. That's good stuff. Bring back
1: Red Faction. Yeah,
3: Honestly, I don't remember that being too bad. It was.
1: It was the king of the destructible environments, the old Red Faction, hmm. and Time Splitters. Mm-hmm. I, it's
2: funny to me that like games like, um, you know, Team Fortress Two and um, PUBG and Fortnite, they're all like really popular games now because that's essentially a good callback to Time Splitters, which was, you know, that sort of really good co-op shooter. But uh, what what games do you reckon will be on the 64 mini? Goldeneye Goldeneye's uh, a must. Ocarina Mario of Time, Mario Kart 64, yeah, Mario, Super Kart.
3: Mario 64,
1: yeah. 1080 Snowboarding,
2: Smash
3: Brothers, Donkey Kong, 64? Smash Bros,
1: Donkey SSX.
2: Kong, SSX. No, oh, no, um, like Wipeout, 1080 Wipeout, Wipeout Zero. What is it? Oh, F Zero X. F Zero X. Wipeout oh, was
1: the bloody jet ski game.
2: Oh, uh, uh, oh no, that was Wave Race. Wave
1: Race. Oh yeah.
3: Yeah. I wonder if they'll put Air on there. Did anyone play Air I played
2: Air Borders. Loved it.
3: Yeah. I didn't mind it. It was actually pretty good.
2: Snowboard Kids. Lilat Wars. I like. Yeah, that oh, Wars. Oh, maybe um, Shadows of the Empire or Rogue Squadron. Mm. They were good games too.
3: Oh, Pod Racing.
2: Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pod Racing. That was such a terrible and game. <laughs> <laughs> a Jedi! <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> uh, <Poodle. laughs> good old Watto. Watto. Um, yeah, so, no, apart from that, a few demos, a bit of Luigi's Mansion, obviously still playing Cuphead, but you can listen to my. Full in-depth cuphead talk in the other episode.
1: You still dying lots? Ah, uh,
2: yeah, but I mean, it's just part of life, you know. I'm not, I'm not getting upset about it because you just you start so quickly from the time you die. It's just
1: yeah, know. the the load and render times that um yeah they put together for that game is fantastic. Into it, very in and, into out, it. in and out. It's not as quick as something like Super Meat Boy, but it's still there's no reason to complain about the the load in times for. All those countless deaths that uh, plenty of Cuphead and Mugman players face on the daily.
2: So I think I'm going to try and source a copy of um, the new Fire Emblem game, which is like a Musuo game.
1: Yeah, I've played it. It's all right. Yeah, i yeah. uh, just, you know... I'm not going to buy it.
2: <laughs> no, but I'm like, I'm just weak because it's Fire Emblem.
1: Played one Musuo game, you've played literally every other Musuo game in the universe.
2: I'd like to hear from a fan that's a Musuo, you know, connoisseur. If there is such how a thing. How can you be? Because, like, uh, I mean, kill
1: a thousand enemies in a level. It might There's be a boss. your wheelhouse. Go kill him. There's an item. Pick that up. Now go kill another Tell me, enemies. like,
2: what do you think... Uh, I mean, how do you differentiate between Dynasty Warriors games? And, uh, and, and like, also people that play, like, the Dragon Ball games. I feel like they're probably another... Because, to me, they're just the same game 50 times over.
3: Not yeah. the new one. The new one looks good. Yeah,
1: new one looks boss. So... But uh, I think A Clay from uh, a couple of NPCs just picked up... Uh, Fire Emblem. So, oh, he would, yeah. So he's drop, a, he's hit him a up, Fire up on the Say hey, give me your hot takes <laughs> and your hot cakes. <laughs> <laughs> Spooky. I've been playing some games. Have you? I don't wanna I don't wanna touch too heavily on the PUBG because we, we talk about that all the time. All the time. Uh chicken dinner watch, I'm still hashtag stay hungry. Ah. I'm still uh chasing that elusive uh bird. I'll get there eventually. I actually played a bit of Rocket League last night. First time in a long time.
2: There's a very, very strong rumour that Kim Jong-un plays Rocket League a lot and that he's on Rocket League all the time. Is this that's based
1: like, off anything you've read? It's
2: it's like a legitimate rumour that people are trying to give weight to. And I think it's fucking great.
3: That just sounds dangerous. If
2: it's, a, if it's a troll, then it's fucking amazing. But mm. if it's true, that's even more amazing.
1: <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder if he paid the... Uh, one ninety nine for the DeLorean um, car. I reckon like, you know. Because I did. He's just got I his did. own of server and everybody
2: <laughs> lets him win. <laughs> every, every time. It's like, oh, you win again, Kim. Oh, yeah, you're so, so good.
1: <laughs> so Rocket League.
3: How good are you at Rocket League? Uh, yeah.
1: About four. <laughs> yeah, out of 20. Um, I was getting better. The yeah. first few games, I was pretty shithouse. You're not going to be able
2: to touch Michael. Oh, no one Reset. Can. No one can. That guy is a, just a wizard. Yeah, he's the
1: god of Rocket League. Um, he might be Kim Jong Un's doubles partner in this game. Who knows? Um, it's
2: like the understudy.
1: Oh. But uh, once you start working out the dynamics and sort of the the way to sort of jump your car and and when to jump and and working out the angles of which way the the soccer ball is going to go. Yeah. You start to feel a lot more rewarded as a player. Like at first, the first few games, I was just running around. Idiotic, no idea. Hopping, trying to hit this, hitting turbo, missing, missing the ball. But then after about sort of three or four games, I'm starting to work out. Okay, based off that trajectory, it's going to hit here. I jump, um, and then double jump, and you sort of angle your car so you sort of tap with the back of your car towards the goal and all Ew, that. So, so it's a
3: physics game.
1: Yeah. Oh well, it's like a it's a sport game, like it's racing soccer. Obviously. Well, it's kind it's of just just, I don't, it's kind of just like. um you know the
2: more you do something you better you understand the physics of yeah. you know how it works like even just playing you know something like super mario you know like when to jump and mm. when to double jump so it's about timing all that movement and it just becomes um muscle memory after a while same yeah. with rocket league you like as you're flying through the air it just appears like you're doing nothing but you're like i've got exactly like mm. 2 seconds before i need to hit yeah. the ball it's, or whatever
1: it's 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 a fun game to play like it's difficult to master because all these mechanics are on a 3D plane, as opposed to sort of a 2D side scroller. Mm. Yeah. Um. But once you can start to roughly get a good idea of where this ball is going to go, irrespective of another it, like of the opposite team running into you or hitting yeah. the ball first. So there's always these variables. But it's um, it's a great game. Like, uh, Sionics are just print money with this thing. Like it Definitely. made this studio just blow up.
3: It still baffles me that something like this kind of blew up. That someone just went. How about like racing cars and like?
1: And now it's in the soccer.
3: Olympics. <laughs> well, it's gone. Yeah. Apparently, it's gone, like, like heading wow. in that way. Like and I've watched competitive play, and it's like because I'm watching competitive, I'm watching some of the best of the best, that's and that's so just, good. That's the thing, and I'm like, like at first it doesn't seem challenging, but then I'm just kind of like it seems repetitive. So, we will
2: see an IRL Rocket League in our time.
1: No,
3: <laughs> isn't that like the Thunderdome, pretty much? Like if yeah, people maybe. are just going to be. That's dro- when I would be. In Unless you mean like they're sitting there on the side with like no,
2: controls. You Drones. mean like
1: like Destruction Derby, but chuck a big soccer ball in the middle? Oh,
3: actually, no. I think we're
1: probably closer to like a drone soccer. Yeah, we've got like drone laser tag and all. Well, that they crap. just
2: they just had the first um gigantic robot fight.
3: I heard about that. Everyone was hyping about that, and
2: America beat Japan. And when I say giant robot, I'm talking like a proper mech warrior, like huge fucking thing. We
1: might just stop the podcast here and go watch that, um, but not really. I want to check that out after this. And it's so Remind cool. Me because, because I want to see this.
2: The American giant robot is painted with like stars and stripes, and it's
1: got a big bald eagle head.
3: Oh, Oh, right. Like, it's, I, I somewhat respect America. that tackiness, but then I'm just kind of like, ah, really? And I
1: bet his name's like the Patriot or some so bullshit. So does that Don't mean the Japanese one,
3: was the, was the Japanese one like a Gundam or? Yeah, like a samurai. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And when he was losing, he just committed harikari at the end. <laughs> harikari? You,
2: <laughs> you mean uh, seppuku?
1: Oh, it's known by both.
2: Harikari? I feel like you just made that up. No, no, no. All right. Yeah. You know more than me?
1: Not really, but I know that one.
2: Well, I'm going to Japan. So hopefully I don't commit hurry Curry before then. So
3: therefore, what you just said is obsolete because <laughs> yeah, he's cause going he's to, going do to do it. No, I mean
2: I'm, I'm just saying like I will find out. I'll get you, off you'll the vet plane. That process and for me. <laughs> listen, tell me something.
1: <laughs> is it seppuku or Harry Curry? I'm pretty life? sure it's dual meaning because that's what I grew up knowing is, is it was hurry Curry.
2: I only knew it as seppuku because and attention yeah, to I
1: mean
2: <laughs> Sepuku. You put the uh, you put the emphasis on the poo.
1: Mm. You always gotta. I know, Sapucha. I know.
3: This is like really traumatizing, guys. But you are both right. Ha!
1: I Knew it. At least I I'm knew right. watching showdown in little Tokyo way back when wouldn't let me down. Oh, Thanks, Dolph Lundgren and Brandon Lee. Film, absolute film.
2: Mm. They show that at the Hayden Orpheum every now and then. Mm. Um, with back to back, with Big Trouble in Little China.
3: <laughs> you're, s- you're calling it Hari Curry, but it's, it looks like it's more Hari Kiri. Oh,
1: well, I come from the white trash country. That sounds
2: a lot better than hurry curry.
3: Hurry, Here we go.
1: Now we've got the fucking phonetic maestro over here. I know where the the
3: hungry game is, Brenda, (laughs) but come on, man.
1: Gets off the bloody mean wharfs of fucking bloody port botany and comes over here and now he's trying to give me a linguistic lesson. That's right, man. I I wrestled a fish. He was this big. (laughs) For the listeners out there, it was about two inches. That's what she said. In the cold in Okay, the cold. so I've also, um, with thanks to Warner Brothers, been playing a bit of Shadow of War. Oh. Middle um, Earth, obviously. Did
2: Warner Brothers uh, help me out with that too? Nah. Ah, oh, just no, you. Just me. Oh, just thanks me. for that, Warner Brothers.
1: Yeah. But if you were active on the socials. Ah, oh, here we know, go. You make here we go. relationships, mate. <laughs> you can lead a horse to the I don't even water, have PS4, so but I you can't, can't, play can't it. teach it to bore that Is water Is
2: Shadow of War on the Xbox? Yeah. Oh, that's well, what? I'm playing about. Ah, I'm angry again. <laughs> it's
1: great, um better than the first, I haven't played far enough into it to give the like a divisive okay. yes or no or decisive yes or what no. what are some sorry. highlights? um they've really expanded on the nemesis system ah uh, the the fact that you sort of can recruit armies now and you wow. go into big sieges where you're taking key areas of the map where you've got an army of of orcs and um Uruk-hai and stuff coming in with you fighting against like saurons mm-hmm. armies. Massive set pieces. Do you need to play the first one? No, no. Like it gives a nice little recap at the very start of the game as what happens great. in the events leading up to um, the the Shadow of War. Uh, it's it's fantastic. It looks great. Um, i must
3: admit i saw like a little video that was going viral from i'm not sure if it was from the previous one or the recent one where someone was almost dead and then an orc just out of nowhere came and attacked the orc that was attacking him and it was like some kind of like friendship thing and then some people actually referenced it saying sometimes they help you sometimes they're going to kill you later like
1: yeah and i've i've encountered that on both sides where you can um i can't remember the the exact wording now but it's sort of almost like like breaking their spirit and, and controlling them you know you use the um, you use your abilities to sort of convert them to your cause yeah. um, and then you can either tell them to you know infiltrate that army like still act as the right hand man of a, of a key commander and then when you go attack that key commander you can tell your you know your little spy that's under your control okay you go in first shiv him and then I'll jump in he's already weakened and mm-hmm. then you never know yeah, if they're going to swerve you um, so I like that real Didn't seesaw it it dynamic so complex. it's great and the combat <laughs> so <many layers>. the <laughs> combat is so fluid um just just parrying on the fly like pressing y or triangle as it would be on the playstation to sort of um you know parry an incoming attack and then you can obviously counter attack and and the skill tree is really deep so you you can um level up your way to suit your playstyle. whether you just want to be on the ground sort of close quarters sword all the time or, or you've got sort of like this sort of spirit bow that you can use that you can sort of power up how how much damage your arrows do more arrows in your quiver how's your stealth you can like one of the best abilities to pick up early is you can have no sound on your footsteps. Mm-hmm. So you can just instead of just having to oh, nice. stealth around everywhere, you can just run everywhere, like kill that guy back in the shadows, keep running. Um, but it's huge open world. Huge open world. Not all these commanders are at the start of the game especially there a lot of a lot of them are higher level than you. So mm-hmm. there is a higher risk of you dying. And when obviously you die you, you get brought back because, you know, you've got you've got some Tolkien spirit in you. Um and, and you know, you're know you questing to, to kill Sauron and, and get this ring back and everything like that. Um, but when they kill you, they then get promoted and hyped up in their ranks. So say he could be a lowly grunt, but somehow he gets the last shot and you're dead. Then he gets ranked like bumped up to maybe a commander or a general. He gets like a new title. He levels up. His skills get better. He looks more boss. That makes so me it's so happy. Really, really cool that every enemy in this game can become somebody. Even if there are just little shit kicker yeah. archer guy, he can work his way up to it's like a revolution.
2: One of the, that one, yeah. Yeah,
3: it makes your death so much rewarding. Yeah, it's like you know what, I died, but you know that guy mm. got a promotion. He's probably got <laughs> a, built himself a nice little orc family now with exactly. a nice orc house, with and a nice orc garage, <laughs> with a nice orc car. Yeah.
1: and and the good thing too is like after obviously you die, you can mark him as the target. So then you can go hunt that guy down that just killed you. And you'll meet them and there'll be an exchange and they'll be like, oh, you know, oh, you're back again, right? I
3: killed you. I'm going to kill you
1: again. Or they remember. Great voice work. That's how, most of them it's sound good. like it's Australians good. and stuff, naturally. But there's yeah, a big... Again, again with the Australians. <laughs> I know. Bloody orcs. But, um, we are orcs. We're a bit It's, it's fantastic because some of, the, some of the commanders and whatnot that you might kill, it comes up that you've killed them, but somehow they've survived. So they'll come back and either be missing an arm or well, a scar from them. where you've sliced them. Um and you know, then they're they're now as you know, now known as like the undying because they survived this big battle and they connect the threads so well throughout the whole game. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um so it feels like there's always purpose no matter what you're doing in the game. Um yeah, Warner Brothers and the development team should be commended. I haven't uh played online, like the internet's been down here. There's a Issue on the line or some bullshit, so I haven't been able to get online to even like look mm. at all the the loot no crate internet. dramas and the Booty. microtransaction dramas that are circulating around this game. Mm. But I've played for about maybe five six hours and completely off the radar as far as microtransactions go. And I haven't once been playing this game where I felt like oh if only I could buy an, a benefit here to help me through yeah. or whatever else. So internet being the internet as usual. They latch onto this stuff and just spit poison. Yeah. Um, but it's it's fantastic. I'm loving it. It's more of what everyone loved from the original. Um, just in a prettier, prettier skin. Uh the combat's nice. New abilities, the the nemesis system has been expanded upon. It's it's tops. Nice good stuff. Yeah, and I've been playing some WWE two K eighteen. Is it good? Is it good? It is good. Do they have
2: oh, the uh create your own superstar journey thing Yeah, I
1: haven't I haven't dove down there because I did the 17 one. Cuz that's that's a deep deep tunnel to uh, you know, work your way through cuz I I get into it like I yeah. I go through every move, every customization option and I'd love for us to <gasps> To sit down and create ourselves in it one day. Oh yeah, ourselves
3: or just any character? Because I'm really good at making some fucked up characters.
1: M- maybe any character. <laughs> M- maybe we, maybe Craig, we, we make all Craig. make make our own like character, irrespective of if it's ourselves or you know whoever and, we want. And, and then we can have do, like, team a, team we could do a stream or, or a Fatal Four Way. We'll do a Fatal Four Way in like a hell and a cell. Um, I'm into it, but it's great. It looks good. Um, it plays well. It's still got that more arcadey. Um, move set and control style as opposed to you know the wrestling games of yesteryear where you had to hold a button and do you know directional combinations to do a certain move. I do
2: like that though.
1: It's nice, but it's a bit more rigid. I had the, the timing steam. down,
2: Pat. You know,
1: but um, yeah, I was running around um in it for I've played for about probably two two and a half hours on mm. it. Did a did a couple of, like I did a Hell in a Cell, did a Extreme Rules match, Ooh. and stuff. And I, and I will admit I didn't do the tutorial, so the first match i played i got <laughs> yeah. fucking walloped because i couldn't remember the controls um but it looks great it's more of that big machismo wrestling stuff that everyone mm. loves it's graphically it's sweet the entrances are awesome yeah it's like watching the wrestling but you're obviously playing it as well like it's so well done i up many uploaded my music yeah yeah and and yeah. you can um you can upload scans of your face to do oh, <sighs> the wrestlers no. So the, I'm excited the, no. to um to dive into the creator wrestler mode in it because that's where I've had most of the fun. Bring back old Bren Van Dam from the CWF days. You know, oh, yeah. see if he can uh, work his way up to watch the out the turbo. WWE champion. So um yeah, so 2K. 2K have done fantastic with it. It's it's more of the same. If you've loved 17, 16, 15, you know, the whole gamut of these games, if you've loved them, you'll love this. It's, it's more of the good stuff. The roster is fucking huge. I think it's yeah. about... Eighty, maybe ninety wrestlers. Jeez,
3: how many like past wrestlers have they already released? Yeah, a,
1: a lot. A lot of them are locked in this, and I don't know if they they're unlocked in the story through mm-hmm. play or if it's via DLC packs. Yep. Um, but there was a, all the old wrestlers of yesteryear, like Stone Cold, The Rock, Ricky God, Steamboat, now. Lex Luger, you know Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, all the all the guys from the eighties and nineties and early two thousands. They were all locked. I don't know if that's via story you unlock them or via certain matches you have to do. Um, Because I was just mucking around in an exhibition. I just tried a heap of exhibition matches. I don't know, but the the roster's huge. It was nice to see a couple of uh, Aussie wrestlers on there too. A couple of the girls from NXT are in there. Peyton Royce and uh, Billy Kay are in there. Mm. Um, As well as, I think, TM21, I think is what, TM something. TM number at the end. There's an Aussie tag team. They're on there too, which is cool. Um Ooh. so yeah, it's great. Um excited for that. I've got uh the fractured butthole there as well, but ah, I s- haven't found time to I've play heard it.
2: so many amazing things about yeah. it. Yeah.
1: It's getting very well reviewed, and, and I pl- I played it a bit at um E3 and loved it. So yeah. I'm gonna be Can't jumping be. on that for sure.
3: I've but. watched some gameplay of it and there are so many risky things in there. The thing I, like, um, I appreciate
2: about that appreciate about that game is that um Trey Parker is, is such a um, board game, RPG game fiend. Um, he went on an interview with uh, the Nerdist and talked a lot about what he does in his spare time. And he literally says that um, if he's not at South Park, he's at home with his wife and rolling friends. In a big bucket of money? No, playing <laughs> um, role-playing games like D and D, and he plays two D and D campaigns. And so he's right in the thick of how this game should work, and he's obviously applied all of that. Knowledge to fractured but whole, and I'm really well, yeah.
1: yeah. Stick of Truth was brilliant. Yeah, it really was. And they've expanded on that in in every way. Yeah, um, the combat's nice. I like that there's sort of a tile system in there now. Yeah. Um, yeah, movement's great. The, the storyline it, it's more of that South Park goodness, and the fact that it just plays on the whole DC Marvel, huh. you know, <laughs> there's rivalry. So many digs yeah.
3: in there as well. Yeah. Like, then that's the thing that I re- like, kind of. I remembered after watching some gameplay of this is yeah. that that was the best thing about these South Park games is it's actually the, the background characters or the little comments that they make mm. and like oh my god like they've done so well so much attention to detail as well like just little mm. nods yeah. love it
1: and I'm happy to see it's reviewing well obviously there was a lot of drama when it was meant to be released you know Christmas last year yeah, yeah. Um, and then it just fell off the radar for quite some time and yeah it's come out it's doing well Great. Selling well, from what I hear as well. Yeah. I said well a lot then, but... Um. Well, well, well. <laughs>
3: he does say well a lot.
1: <laughs> but, um, yeah, I can't wait to play some of that and also play some more Golf Story.
2: Oh, yes. I've got
1: that on the Switch. Very
2: jealous. I really, really want to play that.
1: And okay. who would have thought an RPG about becoming the best golfer in the land would be good? Australian Made is not that game, isn't it? I think it is. Don't quote me verbatim but i'm pretty confident it is sure it's a queensland studio but i i could mm. be wrong i just remember hearing that, that can we vet that i'm yeah. curious um, let's, let's, let's let's pop that up there
3: tell tell us about it
1: but um yeah. it's beautiful like it's it's that sort of old-timey um sort of 16-bit graphic style uh yeah, where like animal
2: crossing yeah, yeah
1: where where you want to where you want to be the very best golfer and like but no one ties, ever was it, it sort of somehow weaves in rpg into a golf game like that in itself, like you put those two genres together and you go, this
2: oh, but is going to be If you think about it, if you, take, if you take the Pokemon storyline and then just apply that to anything, like, yeah, but, it'll work. Like I want to be the world's best chef and it's like, okay.
1: But catching, catching exotic creatures from all over the land as opposed and to playing golf. hitting like, a golf ball down I mean, a fairway. That's, that's, that's anime though. I mean, look at the way that they do anime
2: where it's like like Prince of Tennis. Prince of Tennis is like Gundams with tennis.
0: So yeah, it's like <laughs>
1: but you don't like watching or watching an anime or reading a manga. You don't have to think too much. Where in a game, yeah. you know, you're controlling this character. When it's done for you, I think, you know, in a in an anime format or a manga format, it's more accessible because you can sort of be doing something at the same time. You don't have to be giving it complete attention. But with an RPG, typically you're stressing and thinking about every decision. You know, that's that's gonna like shape the way your character's perceived, how you're going to like go about the game. Like yeah. RPGs really draw me in. Um, And, and this- But this they're a bit hit and miss, aren't they? Pleasant surprise, yeah,
2: yeah. They either get you in the whole way or they don't get you in at exactly, all. Exactly,
1: exactly. Yeah. They're, they're very, yeah, it, it's a very divided genre, I think. You, you don't play, like I, I personally, if, if I'm playing an RPG or a massive big open world game, I'm either all in or I'm going to put it down five hours in or we something. We need
2: a- 8 bit Hungry Gamers RPG about being the world's best podcasters.
3: <laughs> Golf Story is from Australia. Yeah. Okay. But you it's it's fantastic. Pretty it's sure
2: Sam said that on the other episode. That's why I'm remembering it.
3: <laughs> Michael Googly. Just had to check it out. Yeah. That's all.
1: That's it. Yeah. Um, but Good. it's great. I really want to play that. It's great. The Switch, you know, I harp on it a lot. I really love it. So bad. I love my Switch. Um, there's so many titles god damn super mario odyssey drops in five days yeah. mm. like fuck it's been a bumper year for nintendo and it's such a return to Skyrim's form for them out. yeah skyrim doom comes out as well on the I damn really switch switch so bad you need to get one well i'm
2: just gonna wait till christmas and then give myself a christmas present
3: are we bringing our switches to pax yeah all right. you'd
1: wanna we're gonna be playing some stuff
3: all right jealous
1: some stuff <laughs> Looking forward to the stuff. Maybe a couple of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe tawnies. Oh, shit. Um, some Arms tawnies, maybe. Some Splatoon. I'm trying All to right. think of other multiplayer games I've got on there. Play some NBA... Uh, some Just Dance. NBA Playgrounds. Ugh, I'm so bad at dancing games.
3: Surprisingly, so I'm pretty damn good.
1: You got the rhythm. But yeah, so I've, I've been playing a ton. Um, Riverdale's back. Yeehaw. Just watched the second episode of Riverdale last night. Second season's just getting a bit out of control for me. Go don't go too crazy. Don't want to dive into spoilers, but this balaclava man, like, it's simmer down with this guys everywhere.
3: So is Riverdale just Scooby Doo?
1: No, Archie. It's Archie. It's based on off the Archie comics.
3: No, no. no like, sorry. I oh, how how the how the how how story's going?
2: All yeah. oh, right. This I, second season's feeling. I would have like gotten that.
1: away with it if it wasn't for you, damn kids. Yeah. The, Remember
3: the corn episode in South like Sorry.
1: <laughs> that was so good. Okay. <laughs> what was who was the Scooby Doo in that again? Like, what was the animal they had? uh tinny no like corn were... oh no it was
3: some magical creature yeah. wasn't it, it was some weird like oh, yeah yeah
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now now, i need to go back and watch that and now like heads a minister right i'm pretty sure one of them like found god and denounced corn and wasn't i
3: think
1: head, head, head... found god mm. yeah <laughs> oh from corn yeah 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 christian yeah.
3: monkey did something
1: yeah fieldy's still hanging out being fieldy
3: God, I'm trying to remember all their names.
1: I think then it was just David and Jonathan. Yeah, I know.
3: It's <laughs> just David on drums. Yeah. Oh.
1: Yeah. Um, great band, though. I love uh, that Follow the Leader album so much. Yeah, it was a good album. Yeah. Any issues after that, but after that, it sort of fell down a bit.
3: Yeah, a little bit. I didn't mind the Untouchables. Yeah. Uh high school.
1: Anyway, let's uh, get this uh, haunted ghost train back on the tracks and dive into some... Uh, halloween questions that uh miss allie heartless has put together for today
3: spooky 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 so we have done this before we have answered some spooky questions so if any of them are repetition i do apologize but i think i veered away from it a little bit so first question is what non-mainstream slash super recognized video game character would you dress up as for halloween so you're so saying don't, like don't,
1: almost like a cult classic sort of character?
3: Yeah, and let, let's not go down the horror route. Let's go somewhere just like... Just anything. Just anything. Like so, but something unusual, something a bit different. Don't do your Marios and your Peaches and such. Yeah. Is there a character in the game that you've really wanted to dress up as? Let's just say if, you know, reasonable ble- reasonable amount of funds. But yeah, which one would you want to dress up as?
2: Mm, I'm, thi- I'm just thinking...
1: I can't remember his name, but um the guy from DuckTales, the, like the, the cyber cop with the wheel legs.
3: How are you going to manage that? <laughs> are you, said, you gonna be on a unicycle? You said money was no object. I yeah, you said money I said matter. money was no object, and I was about to I am asking, how would that work? I don't know. Imagine going around a party on a y- wheel. You know that guy? Yeah, I know. I, yeah, I know his name. Guy. Cyber
1: yeah. Duck, I don't even know. But he was like Robocop Cyber Duck with a Cyber Taco. Duck with
3: what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's weird. <laughs> um but yeah he he immediately comes to mind like RoboCop duck wheel legs man.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I, we all know who you're referring to. Mm, I got to find
1: his name.
2: Uh I'm just trying to think it would be good for me to do. I think I would look good as mm, I love that you went the vain route. Well, it's all about that, isn't it? But um No, nah, everything I think of is too mainstream. Um, Gizmo Duck. You maybe, can you can maybe maybe Shadow Man.
3: Okay. Yeah.
2: From, what, the, from the 64 game Shadow Man.
3: What about it? Well, why, why does that appeal? Oh,
2: because he's like... He he's was like, the
1: voodoo guy, right?
2: Yeah, he's like a voodoo warlock, but kind of looks like Vin Diesel, but he's got like a glowing chest.
1: Shadow Man was a great game. Like, he cruising, cruising through old Haiti or wherever the hell they based that game. Yeah. That is a fucking mad game. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, maybe maybe Shadow Man. Uh, I don't know, maybe Mega Man. I, I'd do a nice Mega, Mega Man. That would be good. Yeah.
3: I like the um, amount of effort that would go into Mega Man. Yeah. Um, I personally, for like the longest time, have always, always, always wanted to dress up as Infested Kerrigan from Starcraft. Oh, yeah. That
2: would yeah. be so Ali Hart.
3: I have loved that character for like the longest time. She's so... Like, even when she wasn't infested, she was sassy and mm. badass sniper. And then she got into Infested Kerrigan. She became the Queen of Zergs. I'm just like, oh. Yeah.
1: Queen of Blades, yeah. yo. Yeah.
3: Like, Yeah. She's like absolutely like badass. So that was always mine. So
1: they've they've that's a perfect character model in that game, like and in Mm. all the art and everything. Like it's so well done. Yeah. I like that she's still got those humanoid elements. Yet all the Zerg sort of starting to splice through, and just mm. like how, how her hair's done, yeah, the big sort of pincers off her back. I
3: know, and like I kind of always link that also to my fascination with predators as well. Yeah, so, similar hairstyle. Yeah, it's maybe very they similar. come from the same bloodlines. <laughs> very similar. So, um, that was that was always mine. So, and then although I kind of cheated, she's still kind of semi-scary. But you know, yeah. oh well. Next question. Are we ready for next question? Very ready. Okay. All right, so now I'm asking about things in video games that spooked you that shouldn't. So scary games always have their scariness, but then there's always those little things in video games that like did scare you that it's not necess- necessarily meant to have been a scare. So um, I one I can reference is, um, I mean, the sonic music, I've always said, is scary when you're underwater. That yeah. Dun, 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 dun. I don't know how many times it's given me heart. Palpitations.
2: I used to get scared in the dungeons in Pokemon because I couldn't get out.
3: Yeah, that, that. and
1: and you're getting like random battles all the goddamn time. I had to
2: like turn it off because I would be getting like claustrophobic. claustrophobic
3: yeah, <laughs> that that would happen to me constantly. <laughs> I, was, I, was,
2: I would buy like sixteen escape ropes and <laughs> use them all the time. And then you get out of the dungeon and you literally feel like, oh god, that's yeah. so much
3: better now. Fuck yeah. you,
1: Zubats. Yeah. Seven million of them hitting you all the time. Yeah.
3: But yeah. that, like they have that sort of stuff in like, or for some reason, those nice farming games that I enjoy, like Your Harvest Moons, and um, mm. like even Stardew Valley, I'm pretty certain that you have to go into caves in there, and then you just kind of like, I need to get out, need to Yeah,
1: I um, just as a recent one that comes to mind, playing Persona Five. Oh yeah, all the, um, all the whether it be stuff down it. in the you know in the subway system, mm-hmm. but also just knowing that you've got that calendar ticking down to final day you know you need to you need to take down the the bad guy or do all the research do everything by that certain Mm -hmm. day when when games give you a fixed time period to do what you're meant to do same as like um thinking back to dead rising where you had certain amount of days to to sort of um exit them all save everybody you can and whatnot knowing Mm -hmm. that you only had limited space or time to try and do all the quests and and um the storyline and knowing that it's over after that or you fail, that mm-hmm. really, really puts me on edge. Knowing I can't just free roam and do whatever willy-nilly yeah. and come back to it later, knowing that every move I make cuts out a certain amount of time in-game and in real life, yeah, that gets to me. That freaks me out a little bit sometimes. So it
3: seems like yeah, most of the times when we link scary things, it's still like anxiety-driven based because like, I know that there would be yeah, certain true. games out there where it would be like a character's coming after you. Yeah. But they're coming from random locations. Yeah. Like the the Berserker, mm. Berserkers oh, from yeah. Gears of War. Yeah. Oh man, they scared the crap out of me. Yeah, and Gears
2: of War's a pretty scary game. Like,
3: yeah, well mm. it's not really oh, I guess I guess in a, it had a level of like horror, gore. Mm. Kind My heart of rate villain. went up a
2: few times.
1: I um one that I, I still love and, and still get scared from is in Resident Evil Three with the Nemesis. Mm because you just you can't kill the bloke until obviously the very end of the game spoilers yeah, yeah. um but you don't know where he's coming from and you can down him temporarily to keep running like Yeah. you just hear the footsteps and the thuds and he's always like going oh, stars cuz he's he's out obviously to kill the the stars team mm. um and that's intense that was one of those real first fight or flight games obviously like that Outlast and mm-hmm. um, Soma and all these sort of mm. franchises mm-hmm. are doing now um and playing that when I would have been i don't know obviously under 15 let's say early teens Uh, yeah playing that that was intense very very high heart rate bloody edgy seat scared to move forward constantly having to move forward knowing that you got this big giant guy with a fucking rocket launcher on his back coming after you um yeah i I love that see
3: that's what i define as a successful horror game is Mm. when you're too scared to even move forward like
1: yeah like
2: fear (laughs)
3: Oh, yeah. And like the grudge game was like that for me as well. Like, I'm like, I I just don't (laughs) want to try this. I just, I'm willing to put my hat (laughs) into the ring and say no. Same as
1: Alien Isolation. I really want, have you played it? No. You haven't yet. I really want you to play it. Because you're like me, you love that universe. Yeah. And that game is one of the truest interpretations of mm. that universe in existence you sure yeah and i
3: think that's why i can't play it because i just don't <laughs> want to be trapped in that, in that environment in next question all right what established non-horror franchise would you like to see a horror spin-off so it's not typically a horror game but like something maybe the elements in it like kind of caught you off guard and you're like oh now if you put that into a horror environment that would scare the crap out of me
1: I'm I'm thinking like there, I guess there is some scary elements that it lends itself to already, but anything from the Elder Scrolls universe, like oh, yeah. a big RPG, like um, oh, whether goodness, it be Skyrim yeah. or Elder Scrolls, where it is more dark tonally. Obviously, they they dive into it with werewolves and vampires and shit, but it, you'd never really get scared. Mm-hmm. But I think if they had that element to it, especially if there was more darkness, like maybe maybe I don't know, maybe the sun got taken away or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> and so you're constantly running around in the dark jump scares all the dungeon crawling and stuff in that would have a bit more of a scary feel to it mm-hmm. um, i don't know if maybe they chuck like a permadeath element on it as well i don't know mm. i don't know how hardcore you want to go with it but i think that would be great cuz you could make your character as you want and you've got to try and traverse these layers. so lands it's like nighttime
3: is time. yeah yeah like, where oh. where you need a torch god no
1: <laughs> you need those torches all the time instead of you know in most games when it's nighttime you can still see see yeah um, but, yeah, it's it's pretty well pitch black without a torch. Like, imagine traversing no. those hillsides no. or those mountains or those dungeons in the dark no. where you've got to edge forward. And when you're a low-level gimp with a already, shitty sword.
3: Everything already, like, in that game just appears out of nowhere and scares yeah. the shit out of you. If you're in blind darkness with just a shitty torch with a small circumference of light and something just comes out, oh, no, yeah. i, I think die. think that, like, it'd be tense. Game and real life. But it'd be great. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. God.
2: I I think just I would go the other way like something like Animal Crossing or Cooking Mama where <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just horror theme because that'd be like super cute
3: <laughs> well what kind of element like just like
1: cooking brains
2: and cooking, yeah cooking brains and like uh, you know um, eat hearts and you know <laughs> stuff like that but you'd actually have to like if you was Cooking Mama like maybe you could be like Werewolf, mama. You have to like hunt vampire down, mama. hunt vampire, down the ooh, kill, vampire
1: daddy, and then they do like um <laughs> ooh, dream
2: daddy. another porno, it's like the, hunt down your kill and kill them and then cook them for the other you vampires.
3: Are pleased, mama.
1: Yeah. I have come to suck your dick. <laughs> 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 uh, oh gosh Anyway, vampire daddies.
3: <laughs> yeah. See that in a movie near you. Mm. Um. Okay. Next one. Hang it, on. You
1: didn't say a game. Yeah.
3: oh uh, like. Only because, like, it, I feel like that's when we, like we were talking before, where everything kind of borderlines the anxiety levels. Um, So, I hate anything that's in confined spaces. So, I'm trying to think, like, what kind of games that already stick you in a confined space, but isn't scary. So like Donkey
2: Kong, I don't know.
3: Oh, God. Like, scary Donkey Kong. Like, okay, so someone did that Sonic game, and the is it called Sonic.exe, where yeah. it's essentially, like it's sonic but it's like horror like you always mm. run into a dead sonic at the end like this bunch Maybe. of yeah mm. so well no it's it's mm. out there like oh, someone right. someone's actually done it mm. there's, there's a very dark side of the internet that i've mm-hmm. ventured to every now and then but yeah so like something simple that like something innocent but something confined mm. is usually what scares me so nice yeah Pretty much didn't really have an answer for it. Thanks for pointing out. Um, if you could interview a character from the horror genre, doesn't necessarily have to be games, could be movie. I um, might open this up for that one. Um, who would you interview? Stephen King. Oh, so you went straight for a writer?
1: Yeah, just because I'd love to know how his mind works, how he manages to to come up with new ideas after mm. what, thirty years, maybe more, maybe forty years. Mm. I can't remember when his first um, you know first book was helmed. I'd like to see how like just feeling out as a person where he's on the like not on the spectrum but just I guess see how oh. how quote unquote normal he is you yeah. know to come up with these ideas and these dark concepts and
3: so yeah. would you interview yeah. one of his characters like which one of his characters that he's come up with Ooh. would you want to interview
1: um Randall Flagg. um who I guess is one of the characters that arcs through most of the the King universe. Mm-hmm. The man in black from Dark Tower. He's also the guy from The Stand. He's mentioned in um, Salem's Lot. He's mentioned in, um, in It. He's mentioned in Pet Cemetery and The Shining. I-, I like that he somehow made this interlocking universe through all these unique IPs that you wouldn't think could exist, mm. know, like Demonic Clowns. Haunted mansions, parallel sci-fi, western shooters—yet they all somehow mesh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Randall Flag is is the constant. He's he's almost the, the constant antagonist through a lot of these universes. Yeah. So maybe talking to him.
3: That that makes sense. That, that mm. that'd be a long interview.
2: Mm, yeah. I'd, <laughs> I'd say probably H.P. Lovecraft, just because.
1: Oh, you're going down that route.
2: Yeah. Like he's. I feel like he's just like so that sexy gothic romance horror. So out there, you know bit of like it's almost like uh horror on broadway is what i feel like his genre is so i just i just want to know like because no one in my opinion has been able to recreate that level of weirdness um especially in the horror genre so i'd just like to hear what he has to say have you
1: watched penny dreadful yet
2: uh the series yeah
1: because uh, you need to, because it, it's got a lot of those. Didn't they love? So cra- three was three that... seasons it got canned, sadly. Yeah. So did um, it
2: get rebooted or something? No. no, no. no. Okay.
1: Because it, it ties into that era. Okay. Know, um, where it delves into that Lovecraftian style and and it weaves in the classic monsters and it's Cthulhu. No Cthulhu, mm. but um, they weave in some of the other guys. Like they they do like um, obviously they touch on the vampires and the werewolves and Doctor Frankenstein and mm. um. God, his name escapes me now. The guy that's sort of immortal and ageless, and he's got the the painting of himself decrepit locked away. And if oh, that, Dorian Gray. Dorian, Dorian Gray, Gray. He's yeah. in there, and um, and just the way it's shot and it's scripted. Eva Green is a fucking goddess in this show. It's probably her best <laughs> work to date. She yeah. she Not just 300? lends herself. No, better. Um, <laughs> I think you'd like it if if you love that kind of vibe. And they they play on some of that Broadway stuff where where some of these people go and watch. Some of these, um, you know, A Penny Dreadful back in the day was you pay a penny and you go watch one of these dreadful plays. That's where it's, what it's based off. You'd go and pay okay. a penny and it was horror themed Broadway. Um, and it, it plays on that. It's mm. really, really good. It's so, one of my favorite shows. Actually,
2: just thinking about that, I was going to say so maybe H.P. Lovecraft or Boris Karloff.
1: Yeah.
3: Well, Jesus Christ.
1: Going deep now.
2: Cause, yeah. yeah. Then that's some. I remember when I was in texas uh, i was walking around austin and it was you know typically like 45 degrees it was mental
1: stepping over a few passed out college students <sighs> in the main street Sounds about right. and
2: um my wife and i were walking around and we stumbled across this um horror museum horror wax museum and we we're just like all right it's like two bucks entry so we went in and we learned about the entire history of horror cinema from the very very first um, horror movie up until today's horror movies. And geez, it was interesting. Mm. Like, holy crap. The stuff they used to do in the horror movies to get that desired effect. Like the amount of shit that Boris Karloff had to go through to be the mummy is no actor would put up. Like, I think it was like 16 hours of makeup and then he would just have to leave it on, you know, and he would just be drenched in sweat and constantly dehydrated. And like, the sacrifices that those filmmakers had to make to make something that they're super passionate about, which at the time was, like, a very taboo subject. Mm. And it's like, without them, we wouldn't have any of this horror genre. We wouldn't have horror video games. It would just... I think I would like to go back and talk to them just to see, you know, what what it's like Mm. to be someone at a time where what you're thinking about is taboo, but you're pushing to make it mainstream, so... I, th- I think Only you him. should
1: check out Penny Dreadful because they play a lot on that taboo. Okay. And also, it's a vampire film that... name. It's The name escapes me. It's got John Malkovich in it and Willem Dafoe plays... Um, you know the original Nosferatu film from like yeah. the 1920s? Yeah. Um, he plays that vampire in it um, and they go film this vampire film uh, but they don't know he's actually a vampire in real life. Oh. Mm-hmm. But it, it ties into a lot of those um, pains with shooting this kind of genre back in those days and the... Uh, Okay. Almost the underground silence and sort of yeah. harshness you need to have it because it is so controversial. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's great. And, and it's shot and it sort of harkens back to yesteryear huh. in the 20s. It's I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, John Malkovich is in it and Willem Dafoe plays Nosferatu. Um, it's fucking so good. Very good. So good. Good question. Wow.
3: What about you? You guys actually really went down a very insightful and like, educational route because well, I, like, I was because i said characters and you guys actually chose creators so well, i was like think wow we're
2: both such horror nerds like
3: <laughs> no <laughs> like, and, and it's really cool um because yeah. i was just gonna because with me i went down the route of wanting to understand what scares me the most mm. and through most things most horror movies don't really scare me but the one that has scared me the most was the ring yeah so i don't know if i should speak to koji who actually wrote the ring or if i should actually speak to and what
2: scares you about it the fact that something that seems unreal can become real
3: um i i, I it's the video i yeah. think mm. the video was the main thing that actually terrified me and there's so many elements of it like that's that static noise
0: yeah terrifies
3: the shit out of me whenever i hear it like you know in day to day especially when it's night time so but like also the character like the woe of the character like mm. and like and this was like the first time when I kind of realized, not children of the corn, but like like these like the kids the little kids can be scary. Kids can be scary. Oh yeah. And that's when I started going down that whirlwind of like Japanese horror, so you know, the grudge. Um there was a dark dark water, I think is another one mm-hmm. where yeah. there's a kid in it. So and that's when I started realizing I'm like, Is it kids of the scary? Is it that the whole thing of lost innocence and That that terrifies me. Like, so I'd like to know what that connection is and why that sticks with me so much. The
1: village was the first horror film that got me with kids, and they were all like, like silvery gray hair, bright yellow eyes. Oh, see, I thought the the the
2: Shyamalan
3: film. Yeah, I was no, no, no. I was
1: thinking Shyamalan. I'm like, what? All right, yeah, because I like that movie. Everybody hates it, but I like it. I don't mind it. Shyamalan just. Overhyped? No. Since the he's just riding off the coattails of the. I've Six never seen it, but I know the day. twist. No, he's um, great.
3: <sighs> you happy with that twist? Because if I've yeah. never seen the movie, but once I'm I heard what the everything. twist was, I'm like, that would just with
2: everything of he sh- out of me. Yeah, he's great. He's he's fantastic. <gasps> I can't. Remember. It's just it's cool to hate him. So
1: no, nah, it's it's not like I'll I'll give I'll disconnect from, from some sort of ones. mainstream love or hate and just. Love the village
2: and signs. I fucking love signs.
3: I oh, see. Good. It seems like you like the ones that are like really offbeat that I haven't even attempted yet. But shumlin, right? Um, yeah. Uh, Unbreakable. Yeah? yeah.
1: Yeah. Unbreakable. Yeah. Yeah.
3: That was good. Oh, signs was
1: okay. I liked, I liked. I can't remember what it was called now, but it was the the film in the elevator. Oh, I didn't see that one. Oh,
3: the devil. The, the devil was it? The devil. It was, it was. I think it was called devil or the devil or something mm, like I that. that. I
2: didn't mind that.
3: I actually really liked yeah. it. Yeah, I really, but I really think liked that's it. the
1: last one I actually really enjoyed. It's got that new one, lady in the water. I, haven't seen I didn't it. see and, that one, but I didn't realize I that was I watched Split, and that was a bit of a turd. Oh, that
3: that was him, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: that was a turd. I
3: didn't mind it, but I felt like the payoff wasn't great. No, nah.
1: and and that's the problem with these films. You know, there's going to be a twist or a big payoff, and they just fall flat for the most part for but me. But see,
3: I think that's why I love the Saw series is because well. At the start, there was a lot of good twists in it, mm. um, but you know, it kind of fell off and at the it's end. Back to the, well,
1: <laughs> back to the well. back to well. Now there is a fucking movie out called Jigsaw. It's either out this week, I think it's no, it's out in no, two it's weeks. But at we the end of the we month. got an off, we got offered to go to the screening of it on Monday week, the Monday mm. we get back from Pax. Mm.
3: And like, I love the series, and I usually defend it. I agree that maybe towards the end it kind of fell off, but I still enjoy them. I don't care what people say. I still actually enjoy all the saw movies but um
1: the first couple were fucking groundbreaking
3: exactly like genre. I, so many people just cut it off they say oh the first one was good and that's it i'm like nah. no i 2 and 3 were pretty good but good yeah. twists yeah good twists i love good it good
1: creative I, deaths i love a good creative death in a horror movie me too final final destination does it great
3: Oh, but Final Destination puts too many like semi-real worldly deaths as well in there that kind of like Yeah, you get you're scared be, scared driving to be behind on the behind road. a truck anytime yeah. soon. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know, you, you see fireworks and um, yeah, I'm just
1: never leaving my house. Actually, no, it's probably not safe either. I'm just going to go live in a hole somewhere.
3: I swear to god though, every time I'm about to fly Final Destinations mm. on the TV, I'm like, "You motherfuckers."
1: Devin sour no. No.
3: Casper. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Idle hands.
3: Oh Brilliant. yeah,
2: yeah, that's a good one. Yeah,
3: it was a good movie.
1: Curbs, you got a couple
2: of questions you wanna wanna throw our way. Um, they're more sort of trivia questions, but if I was gonna keep in the theme, mm-hmm. um, if you could personally helm to remake a horror movie, Ooh. what would it be? Into a movie
1: or like into a game or whatever medium oh, I'd like.
2: Yeah, we can go with that. Any any medium you like,
1: but you're Ooh. the head person,
2: so it's all your creation.
1: Wow shit it's hard because there's so much there's so stuff many that you would want to do <laughs> that i love from the 80s and the 90s that i still think are perfect yeah like yeah. i think back to like the howling and i think back to the the friday the 13th stuff the nightmare on elm street i don't stuff. think you can touch that stuff. i think back to the thing which is still probably one of the greatest horror movies slash sci-fi hundred percent agree movies of all time um and even I actually liked the, the they had one a PS2 game years ago. Yeah, they did. It's fucking great. I Should play that. I Should play that. Um, something I'd like to do. <sighs> See, Evil. I I would say Evil Dead, but it just got the reboot mm. a couple of years ago, and it was well done too. Evil fuck. Dead game though. Yeah, they they did Evil Dead a fistful of boomstick, and it was more it was side scroller. Yeah, no. Nah. Um, just a you lot don't of want that. You want a third person um, horror. Oh.
3: Damn, See, damn!
1: Damn! 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 What about you?
3: Well, I would pick up the mist and ah, like because yeah, that yeah. that was a that had potential, but it really fucking shot shot itself in the foot in the end or the head. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but I feel like it had a lot of potential, so it could be either rehashed as a movie mm. again and attempted again. Or it could be a game where you are like literally trying to avoid shit, but yeah. you have to go into the mist. Mm, the mm.
1: game would feel like Alan Wake, I think. Yeah, so, actually, yeah. that's
3: very that's yeah. a very very good point. Yeah.
1: Um, have you watched any of the TV series of the Mist? I haven't watched an episode. No, of no, no, I've no. heard it's okay.
2: I don't, I, it's not very popular. I don't think it's that great.
1: Jesus, no, um, this is hard. Maybe if we're just going to stick down the the King route, um, Pet Cemetery, the first one, mm. that movie fucked me for years <laughs> years i had nightmares hellraiser hellraiser oh, as a game would be insane yeah. you know you trying to escape hell and all the deadites and well, Pinhead the, remember and all that those movie guys. the cell yeah with jennifer lopez yeah that is a game
3: see i always get the cell and cell mixed up
1: oh yeah cell's a good film as well
3: yeah the one where they're in that Big yeah, yeah cube thing. the fucking love Jennifer that
2: because there's a messed up imagery in that movie. The
3: horse, the horse sticks yeah. with me. I don't know why that one. Yeah. that's very certain stark, imagery. yeah. But um, you know what? And I hate going back to my The Ring. But um, like there's a scene in oh, is it The Grudge? Actually, I think it's in The Grudge where someone's looking at the security camera. Mm. So Five Nights at Freddy's, we gave that a go and <laughs> failed miserably. Um, so maybe combining Five Nights at Freddy's and The Grudge or The Ring. Where you have to like monitor a space, but then that character is coming for it. Oh, even yeah. thinking about it now, making me. Yep. Yeah. Just hearing that. Maybe noise. that would be it. I
1: can't do the noise. Oh, 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 oh. I on. can't do it at all. You're pretty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fuck that little. I'd punch that boy in the face if I saw him in real life. Don't even care. Somebody get this kid a strepsil. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Lost it. Oh, man.
1: I. Another one I could think, and it would probably almost be like Event Horizon, is Dead Space. Make that into oh, a
3: film.
2: Oh, Event Horizon the game. That'd be sick. Which is sort of Dead Space, there I guess sort of you could say.
1: Dead space, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait
3: to go to the bonus stage of hey, the uh, uh, Space Orgy. Yeah.
2: yeah. is real though. Yeah. Just, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. So, you, you got another question you want to throw? Um, If you had
2: to battle one um, classic horror villain, oh. who would you
1: battle? As in someone that... How are we going to measure this? Like, off? like the, the werewolf,
2: uh, Dracula, the Mummy. Oh, we're going uh, token, like yeah, it just anything. Or from games too? Yeah, from games too. Anyone, but you have to battle them, and you get one weapon, one.
1: Ooh, the weapon. I'm going to say I want Ash, Ash's chainsaw arm from Evil Dead. Give nice. me that. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get up and close in that viscera and just cutting. <laughs> and the villain. I would like to fight the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man from Ghostbusters oh, with that a chainsaw <laughs> and, and cut him up and then just eat him <laughs> gradually over time. That's,
3: yeah, that's good. Yeah, I was about to say that. That's a really rewarding because I'm trying to figure out who I want to choose because I want to know what is like the most rewarding outcome from it, really.
2: Yeah. Um, what about Pyramid Head? Would you fight him? Whoa. <laughs> no, I would
3: be too scared. Rip your skin off.
1: Just rip your skin off, throw it on the wall.
3: No, um, I'd like to like face like like old school Doom monster like the final boss.
1: Oh, that big eye. Yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, No, the big um. Yeah, the
1: big minotaury dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. So um, but I like that's only because like I I feel like the connection of that game of trying to complete that at such a young age and like maybe that being the most rewarding, like experience. And the face in the bottom just like looking left and right.
1: About you, Curbs? Um,
2: yeah, I think maybe, maybe Dracula, because I think that'd be pretty awesome. What are you going to fight him with? Uh, a shield.
1: Okay.
3: Hello, <laughs> <laughs> <love what> you, Captain <laughs> America?
2: Because I would be reflecting the daylight.
3: Oh, so you're uh, going like Medusa route with so a mirror? It's, so
1: it's like a stainless steel shield. Obviously, yeah. if it's black, it wouldn't work too well. Yeah. Or
2: just maybe my
1: watch that I had in Year 7. used to get a
2: lot of people in the eyes. Oh, so that annoying. Daylight. You're
1: sitting on the bus and you're like, ugh.
3: Oh, oh. Or when you're driving and That's someone's got their watch going. Yeah. Like, do you want me to crash? Because I'll crash. <laughs> oh, come on. You can't help it. My, my yeah, fucking phone screen gets in people's eyes sometimes. Yeah. My bad.
1: Other baddies that I'd like to face now, I'm having to think of who else.
3: I mean, if we want to go down, like, I like the idea of going down the token route of your, your old school, like, monsters. So, like a you're...
2: demogorgon.
1: I Which would... one's that again? That's Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Oh. The old plant face. Um, I'd fight the wolfman. Ooh. Okay. And obviously they're weak to silver. Schmackos. <laughs> yeah, a couple just, of rawhide bones. Yeah. No, just show, him. A, show him a worming tablet, or run away. <laughs> I like that. That's
3: How nice. did they know? Mm. How did they know? I'm trying to
1: think of something that's silver that I could fight him with. Maybe the silver surfer's surfboard. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, nice. Mm. Or just like a silver sword? No, nah, that's that's take an easy route. I'd be the silver surfer fighting the wolf man. Mad
3: fight the invisible man with talcum powder hey? <laughs> <laughs> we'll just, just piss on him <laughs> 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 throw nice. poo at him <laughs> yeah. Oh man, get some Johnson & Johnson <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> maybe the mummy just with a big bucket of water because you know those wraps would sort of stiffen up he'd become he wouldn't be as flexible what if he's
2: got them waterproof elastoplast numbers
1: see I'm thinking because it's going back back a ways they, they didn't have the, the good OG. elastoplast they just had that <gasps> shitty bandage from I don't know I mean
3: if it was like straight up cotton, right? Yeah.
1: So just Same all you bike.
3: Yeah, all you need is like some W D forty in a match. Yeah. Or a lighter.
1: Little flamethrower. Yeah. Um, who else? Fra- see? Frankenstein's monster, I feel for him because he was made that way and then he was just turned into an immediate outcast. Well, it's not his fault.
2: That's why it's kind of like my biography. It's good.
1: Oh, you're Frankenstein's monster. I
2: am Frankenstein's monster.
1: Side side note, I actually went to Frankenstein's castle, which was the the basis for the work for Mary Shelley for Frankenstein. It's in Germany. Yeah, it's cool going there. That was fun. Um, yeah. Any other questions? Did they have what? like a torture room? And no, it was just an old castle, just uh. old stone works. Hmm, it's it still good.
2: cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's that's probably what I can think of. You got any other questions? Any any I was just, hypothetical scenarios?
3: I was just... I Back to, like, back to the, kind of, like, your question. Relaying the fact of, like, being you yourself in a horror environment, do you honestly believe... What's, what's your probability of surviving?
2: Oh, not very good. I can't run. I can barely walk. Anything uphill is a struggle immediately. I constantly need attention and food. And uh, if anything is too hard, I will... I will not do it. I'll rather die.
3: Yeah. See, I think mine's going to be conflicting issues where people like dealing with people. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> your <laughs> horror movie is having, <laughs> talk having to talk to random socialize. strangers. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh yeah. That now was your up. horror movie is. Why don't we go around the room and introduce ourselves? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: oh. Oh, My horror movie is going to an event. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes Pax. Here comes Pax. <laughs> Pax the horror oh, movie. Be gentle. Be gentle. <laughs>
2: it's all right. You can get these things now. Um, something that you might really want for um, next time you travel. Valium. It's called a mind fold. <laughs> you seen that? No. So a mind fold is like a, a ski mask, um, but it's very sort of minimalist. And it's got cushioning around your face. And it's just the perfect tint that you can see out, but no light gets in. Um, and it's for when you're sleeping, but it's also people wear them that don't want to deal with like social stuff because it doesn't mess up your eye makeup. It's completely like there's no light getting in. And it's just the right amount of tint so that you can see. But if you want to sleep, you get perfect.
3: You know, what? I've, a, I've actually got this really good contraption that's good at letting like the outside world know that I don't want to talk to them. They're Audio Technica headphones. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and when you, pay, you have them on, people know just to not even bother with you. You, mm. you.
2: I had somebody like motion me to take off my Audio Technicas today so they could ask me for a dollar. What? And what I, a fucking asshole! And I got really upset because uh, I was—it was in the train, and because I had loud death metal playing, I was just immediately like, "No, <laughs> <laughs> put him back." I on. was hoping
1: <laughs> you'd do the old thing, like when like an older relative or a friend would do, and they'd be like, "Hey, I've got something for you," and they'd sort of reach into their pocket and then they'd pull out their middle finger.
2: Oh, I do the do the circle. Oh, oh. and then punch him.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> when did that become a thing? Because I felt I felt like Malcolm, was Malcolm in the Middle started
2: it, and everybody doesn't believe me, but literally Malcolm in the Middle. Started that no whole way. fucking thing. Well, I'm giving our respect to fucking Frankie, Frankie
1: Muniz. Fuck that guy. Amazing oh, show. No,
3: don't say that. Have you that heard about him? That was an amazing show. Now? He's he, probably on crack. No, no, he um he did race car driving. Yeah, yeah, had a crash. And then and he's his memories like he's had a bunch of yeah, um concussions yeah. concussions and now he he doesn't even remember, doesn't remember being on it. He's making
2: Malcolm in the middle. But trust me, that's a one You're of the mean. best written shows ever made. But um yeah, debatable. Uh, very debatable
3: Social interactions they why. started
2: that they started that no looking way. in the circle thing
1: we're going to check this out and talk about it on a later episode <laughs> so no way they invented fans, that fans back me up here did they invent the Both circle punch game yeah because I don't know what it's called
3: yeah, what is circle it called punch. Um. Yeah, so social interactions, yeah. I. So I don't know if I'd be able to survive any kind of environment because it's a zombie environment. Everyone locks themselves together in a confined spot. So I'd probably, But then I become a zombie and then I have to socialize with zombies. So. so if the
2: zombies were coming up to you, but instead of trying to eat your brain, they so were just asking you intrusive life questions.
3: Mm. I mean, I'd go into a fetal position, I guess. Unless I had a shotgun.
2: Not if you had your mindfold and your audio technicus. How mm. did
1: you discover mindfolds?
2: Um, I actually saw an Instagram of... One of them ads? Of, no, of one of my friends wearing them. And uh, I, instead of asking them directly, what is that? I actually looked it up and, um, it was only 20 bucks American. So... Was
1: their post like, this is the best thing I've ever bought? Yeah, or literally. Or was it like, no, literally. tongue in cheek?
2: No, like literally, like the best thing because... Yeah. If it's it,
3: like blocking out social interactions, but then they put it on a social media to say, yeah. hey, I block out social... Yeah.
1: Do what but, I say, not what I do. Anyway, check it out. It's a really good thing if you travel Mindfolds. a
3: lot. What yeah. about you, Brendan? You're a very organized person.
1: As far as a game that I'd hate to play, is...
3: no. Like for a horror situation, like um, putting yourself into like a horror situation of any kind, whether it's a zombie attack or no.
1: That, see that that kind of stuff doesn't phase me. Um, <laughs> obviously, totally you would. Him. But like, if if one of those outbreaks would happen, you know, I'd I'd, I'd be shooting up to. You know, out out to my, my family sort of property, getting the weapons, getting the gear, we'd be good. We'd be good to go. We'd we'd survive this shit for a long time. We won't. See, I,
3: back to my antisocial behaviour. But I think like when with that, the downfall is going to be the human race because everyone's going to just you know screw each other over. But yeah, yeah. yeah. I if think you, if, if you, you can just, make it there and get the stuff.
2: If you just locked me in a unbreakable box with like a window for my head and some oxygen, maybe some holes, and then I could just watch everything happen and not be. Just have a big affected.
1: a big tube come into your mouth and we just pour food in there. Yeah, well, or oh, there's food in there. What's oh, like, just in biting range. Yeah, so some like, soylent green. <laughs> just like that. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Um, It's hard. I guess it's sort of contradictory where I love isolation, but at the same time, maybe for long periods of time, that would probably freak me out
3: a bit. Yeah, no, I, exactly. I don't
2: think it would freak you out because you're also like an amateur survivalist. So I think you would actually get excited about
1: for a
3: while. Uh, yeah, I don't think Brendan would be able to handle being by himself for the a whole You just do this castaway
2: thing and start yeah. talking to a volleyball.
1: Oh yeah, I'd, I'd find something to talk to. Maybe this this light beside me could become my friend. Who knows? Yeah.
2: <laughs> or you just like do a Eric Cartman start talking <laughs> to your hand.
3: Taco flavored kisses. <laughs> Take a uh, shot for every time we said taco in this you guys scary would be episode. Pretty drunk today. Yeah.
2: On spooky Say I'm not.
3: Um.
1: Any other questions before we, we move on to what happened in this week in no, spooky? Gaming? I think I think that's that's a good amount.
3: Yeah, if not, anyone can uh, shoot us through. Us. Yeah, some kind of tweet on the old Twitter store. horror
1: tweet, scary tweets, scary tweets. Mm. Put like one of them skull and crossbones emojis or the onion mask, which kind of looks a bit scary emoji too, it's like a penis nose. Mm. <laughs> okay, so moving on to uh, the biggest segment. In the haunted Oceanias. <laughs>
3: this week in gaming.
1: We've got uh, six titles I wanted to bring to uh, light in the darkness that is this scary episode that have Ooh. come out this upcoming calendar week. Going from oldest to newest, in 2001 saw the release of Alien vs. Predator 2. I know it's not a true horror game per se overall Mm. but playing as the space marine i think is the most horror vibe you'll get out of it obviously you've got the three Mm. campaigns predator xenomorph space marine Mm. i'm playing as that space marine with the tracker and the the pulse noise when enemies are getting close whether it be a cloak predator a fucking alien from the roof
3: i don't remember ever getting that far in that game
1: scary scary it's it's one of the best pc games i've ever played It probably doesn't hold up too well now. It's 16 years old, but Mm. fuck. I remember playing that game and just pooing my little 15-year-old pants back then, (laughs) pushing forward with that tracker. Even though I got a pulse rifle and stuff, it still didn't feel very strong. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. Have you guys ever played it? No. It's so good. From what
3: I remember, I I don't remember getting far. Mm.
1: And it's so good because you get three completely different experiences. you got the... The Predator with his cloaking and his bloody discs and his shoulder mm. cannon and all that. And then you've got the alien, which is super fast, can mm-hmm. climb every every wall, can go through vents, can be upside down. Did
3: they, and they, did they have a vision thing as well? They had like, the yeah.
1: alien vision and they could you know whip with the tail and then obviously the, the marine with just the guns and things. It's such a good game. Such. <laughs> a, I'd love for them to remake one of them. Me too, actually. I know they tried with Colonial Marines a few years ago. Sadly, that was a dumpster fire of a game. <laughs> Um, another game which obviously gets still a lot of play in the arcades these days, House of the Dead Three was released in two thousand and two. How funny it has is it? Been four now, isn't it? Or, I think it's five. Truth geez. be told,
3: how <laughs> funny is it growing up like as a kid and when you saw those like those games in the arcade, they had that yeah. little curtain around yeah. it, mm-hmm. and now it's just
1: <laughs> <laughs> On you go, kids. No, no some like... of them. A little funny story. We were playing. Um, it wasn't a House of the Dead. It was. It was equivalent. I think it's zombie. Whatever the hell. Uh, and I was playing with Rachel the other week and it's it's a 4D one. So oh, you, uh-huh. so yeah, you it's sit like in with it. With the air and shit. And, and the chair moves and vibrates. You've got your guns. Um, but that's for more um, an immersive blowing. thing,
3: right? Like that's, yeah. that's trying to give you the full experience. That's the one where it uh, checks your heart rate, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it gives you
1: the heart rate off because it's like, yeah, jewel-handled gun. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and poor Rachel was just, freaking out. She, she was literally blind firing, like holding the gun, just shooting at the screen and having her head down, eyes closed, like in like nuzzled into her shoulder because it was just freaking her out so much. So there, there is still that scary element to these games in the arcades. Mm. They are money eaters though. Oh, 100%. really are, yeah. It is impossible to finish any of these games on one credit. Like-
2: but I mean, that's how it always was. I think it was actually probably worse back in the day. Mm. I mean, just playing like obviously all the old arcade games on the um, hyper deck that we've got, um, I would be playing a a side-scroller and I'd get to a certain point and something would happen that's just like, that was put there so that I have to put another credit in. like (laughs) Some unbeatable enemies. I
1: I, I think way back in arcades to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and even the Simpsons um, side-scroller game, those ones, yeah, impossible. Like fighting games you can do on a dollar or $2 or whatever if if you're okay, but... Mm. Anything else outside of that? Yeah, Metal Slug. Yeah, yeah. but um, good times—the old House of the Dead games, especially yeah. when they started bringing in upgrades with the graphics and and mm-hmm. like going away from just a pistol and using machine guns and shotguns yeah, and yeah, all that yeah. stuff. Um, the next one—it's probably a game that none of us played, but I thought I'd mention it anyway. In two thousand and four, The Nightmare Before Christmas: Oogie's Revenge came out on the PlayStation Two. Yeah. Not one that I played,
3: and I'm not really big into Nightmare Before Christmas. I watched no, it once. I like. I, I, don't, I don't get the hype. No, I like the
1: film. Either. It's a, it's a big part of my like. It's got the nostalgia hooks in me. I watched it's it a ton of times. It's just imagery.
2: Like you apply that story to it, like something that's not with that imagery, yeah, it just but doesn't make it.
1: I, I it's very for its day. Nothing was like that. Like nothing played on those sort of darker Halloweeny, horror vibes and tried to plug it into a into a film that children and young adults could watch it was all sunshine and rainbows and lion kings and yeah that and so so i, I admire what tim burton did i know and it's very sad well
2: tim burton actually pitched nightmare before christmas 10 years before it got made he pitched it and it got shot down and then 10 years later they they approached him yeah. as like hey remember that movie
1: <laughs> yeah like it's it's funny with him he, he's he got his style and he, and he goes that well with everything helena bottom carter <laughs> but I, I, just, I just think to the original Batman films. Mm. Like Batman Returns is one of the best looking Batman films or even I not really, best looking films, but just how it was shot and the art direction. I Definitely. really enjoyed Big Fish. Yeah, with oh, um, Ewan McGregor, right? Yeah. I
3: can't watch that movie. I watched it once and obviously bawled my eyes out. To come I loved again. it. I absolutely loved it.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm, so the next one in 2005 saw the release of the first Fear game, you know, First oh, Encounter yeah, Assault we, Recon or whatever they yeah. called it. It's messed up that game. Alma, the the sort of young lady yeah. spirit that haunts you through all these games. Great first-person shooter.
3: Really, really good. And, like, from what I remember, was kind of different for from what I remember of mm-hmm. a first-person shooter and a horror element as well. I liked the, the transition between scenes. And yeah. like, yeah, I thought yeah. that was, they did that really well.
1: Yeah, very underrated. Um, yeah. I, I still haven't played Fear 3 or F3AR as mm. they, they named it. But yeah. uh, the first two were brilliant. Um, in 2007, Clive Barker's Jericho came out, which was a first-person shooter, which I first jumped on on one of the early iterations of the uh, Xbox 360, if I do believe um and it was a squad-based shooter first person where you almost transported into like a parallel universe um each each character in the game was a different class there was like a a sort of pistol guy that was almost like a Mm. priest the heavy gunners and all that a lot of demons played a lot onto sort of cults and the unknown and the paranormal okay very tense um pretty scary uh, it was cool like clive barker led a lot of the art direction of the game a mm. lot of the creatures and the storyline obviously he's, he's sadly since passed away but he's known as one of the 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 pioneers of horror especially at least modern day horror yeah um, he's done a lot of a lot of great titles over the years a lot of um a lot of films that are pretty legendary out in that space yeah uh, and jericho was a good game like it, it wasn't a a 10 out of 10 by any means but it was good fun
3: I remember its release but I don't really remember yeah. much about its like actual content and yeah. how well it actually did yeah I'd love to go back
1: and play it more now and see if it still stands up in any way mm. um, but um, really enjoyed it and the last one I wanted to mention that dropped out in this calendar week in gaming um, Dead Space yeah. 2008 saw the release of the first Dead Space boy a oh boy um, yes yeah, sadly this week Visceral Games has been uh, given the their marching orders which is a big loss um, big shock like obviously they're under the EA umbrella they were working on a, a, working Star, on a Star Wars, Wars game yeah. um, no no word yet on what's going to happen with that they were talking about it's going to get reworked I think EA Montreal might be picking this up now and going back to the drawing board with it but Visceral Games Dead Space 1 and 2 were fantastic the third oh, one yeah. wasn't a Dead Space game in my opinion got more shooty more yeah. arcadey but the first two holy shit yeah, they, they were
3: intense. I remember them being game changers mm. Um In especially in really introducing that space horror, like kind of like game, like and the alien isolation, like that kind of thing, where you're being isolated by space, yeah, but confined to like you know alien horror and then that kind of like stuff. It was it was really Mm. good. Like I remember it being really good on the jump scares as well, where you thought something was dead and then it comes up at you and the darkness. So
1: I loved with the Dead Space games is they were one of the first games to get rid of the HUD in game your health and everything was just shown on the back of your suit there was no health um, there was no sort of ammo counter on the bottom stuff like that I really like that minimalistic style and what you said when an enemy had come at you and you'd, you'd blow their head off or whatever and typically in a game that's how you kill shit. But yeah. not in this. They'd keep coming. You'd have to shoot their legs off and then they'd be crawling at you or shoot their arms off because they had like blade arms and all that.
3: I, remember, I I think I even recall like you'd kill it, they'd be down. You'd walk past it and next thing you know, it'd be up yeah. again. Like Yeah, and, and mm. the little
1: babies or the, the little infants in, I think they only came in in Dead Space 2. Could mm. be in one. It's been a while. Um, But where they had the little, almost like scissor blade arms and legs and you'd have nice, armies yeah. of them coming at you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I love those games so much, uh, and it's so sad to see visceral get dissolved, no doubt a lot of their key people will hopefully get picked up and and sort of keep doing what they do, but it was it's a tragedy because it honestly,
3: visceral. yeah, I think it's more the shock than anything that really yeah. got to people, like yeah. there was no warning from what I hear so. yeah
1: and and it's it's a bit funny. Um how how they shut down this studio known for making great narrative single player experiences. Mm. And literally it felt like twenty five seconds later EA come out and they're like, Hey, here's here's a new trailer focusing on the single player experience in Battlefront 2, and it's like <laughs> it's a bit on the nose. Mm. Yeah. Very much on the nose. Um yeah, EA very much positioning themselves now as to games as a service where that's just microtransactions and Yeah. You know, that's the way the world's going though. Um, not just in gaming. No one no one wants to own anything anymore. If you can lease games, lease products, pay a monthly fee for, for new enhancements, that's how the world's shifting. So we're going to see more of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. Mm. But that was the week that was in this week in gaming. That's a terrible sentence. Um, a few events that you mentioned here. Mm. Miss Ally Blackheart?
3: Well, we thought events-wise, uh, you know, around the time of Halloween, a lot of gaming events are uh, going on that they usually bring out. So, obviously, we I think we brought it up last week, which was Overwatch's uh, Junkenstein's Revenge, yeah. um, Horde Mode, um, much of the same of, like, previous mm-hmm. year. Um taste s-
1: New Skins.
3: Taste New Skins. Um, the only one I'm really feeling is Zarya, uh, her 80s retro. Yeah,
1: yeah I, I also like the Symmetra yeah. one.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. The sort of
1: demigod she's got going on. That sort of demonish look. Yeah, like yeah. something out like Diablo almost.
3: Yeah, and then um, Zenyatta. I don't know if it was actually mentioned that he, it, it is Cthulhu, but yeah, 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 yeah it still yeah. it looks like the whoever comes up with the designs is mm. fucking on point. But um, mm. get in on that. It's finishing on November first, I think. So go through that. Get your special boxes, loot boxes, because then, as everyone knows, once. Once it's over, you can't get a hold or of them. Or just buy
2: the skins because they're cheaper. So you can the old one. ones are. Yeah.
3: yeah. Um. Then you have Pokemon Go is doing a Halloween update where they're going to introduce monsters from Ruby and Sapphire, um, and they're also going to make the ghost Pokemon appear a bit more frequently during this time. Good. Get and, that
1: Haunter and Gengar, yo.
3: Oh yeah. Um. And Gastly. Yeah.
1: No one cares about Gastly.
3: <laughs> I like Gastly. Um, and then you're, you're also going to find Pikachus with the token hat. So this is the witch's hat for the, the Halloween event. And usually it's a party hat and, uh, a cap. Yeah. No.
1: <laughs> yeah. They flog it, don't they? My lordy.
3: Yeah. Oh, well, I feel like I'm the only person that really cares. Um, and then you're also <laughs> getting a, uh, now this is a new one, so I don't really know how to say it. A Mimikyu? Mimikyu? Mimikyu?
1: I think that sounds pretty good. Mimikyu. Yeah. Mm.
3: Mimikyu themed hat for your trainer as well. Mm. So um, get on that while it's still going on. Yes,
1: yeah, so that goes to November 6th. Was that right? I or is...
3: think. I did, didn't early, early november Early mm. November, yeah, which is a, you know, a reoccurring event with most of these. Um, and then you got Wow Hallows End Event till November 1st, which seems to be mostly a lot of like looting and... Um,
1: yeah, there's, there's a potential mask, wand, uh, other fun holiday item um, mm-hmm. up until November 1st. Uh, there's tricky treats obtained through daily missions as well as pumpkins spread throughout the inns on the map. And uh, you can spend them at vendors outside of your capital cities. And then mm-hmm. the last one.
3: Yeah, back to back to you really. Uh, Rocket League's first ever Haunted Hallows event, which is going on until November 6th. Um, something to do with candy corn at the end of... Every online match, I'm not really familiar with Rocket League, but um, apparently there's like a little candy corn trail at mm-hmm. the end and um, something Yum. to do with Jack and lanterns as well. So it's nice to see that, you know, even though you can play a game for as long as you can, i.e. Overwatch, WoW, Rocket League. But yeah, so it's really good that they, they do these events to mm. freshen up these old games. So we all have something to look forward to seasonally.
1: Yeah. yeah, right. Hopefully
3: Destiny does something, but I think it's a bit too late now, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't seen anything announced, which is a shame. I remember they had um, on Destiny 1 during Halloween where you could get the, like, it was like a jack o' lantern head. Hmm. I don't think Um, I was around for that. But it was limited use. I think you could only use it a few times. Then after that, it was gone. So you'd either wear it the whole time. I actually had that. Yeah. It looked great, too.
3: It did look really, really
1: good. So, but it'd be cool if they had a couple of, you know, custom Halloween y emotes, um, Halloween y shaders, maybe. Thriller. Yeah. Yeah, the thriller dance, something like that, or just a zombie walk in general, who knows? Yeah. But um looks like uh Bungie and Co. are too busy catering their uh their matchmaking system to maximise microtransactions, which is something we could unpack in a lot more detail, but uh I think we've <laughs> talked about that kind of stuff too much over the last few weeks.
3: Scary enough. Yeah, so
1: that is what's going on at the moment in this uh, Halloween themed 83rd episode. What have you guys got coming up? Is there something in particular looking forward to in the next week or so? A um, game you're going to play? Something you're going to do? There's this
2: thing on in Melbourne. Oh. Pix, I think it's called. Sax? Sac- six. Six. Matt. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Look, the name escapes me, but it's a it's a fairly decent size gaming convention that i think we're gonna have a lot of fun at um it looks promising you know (laughs) Um, this
3: little indie indie convention yeah yes yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) no no of course of course of course i mean pax is our focus and and that's going to be like dream come true type of shit for all of us so um i think we're all pretty psyched on that but one thing i will be doing well actually i say i but all of us we will be doing is going to the esports bar in melbourne uh hopefully
1: (laughs) ggez yeah yeah, we we're going to try and make some time. I'm the only thing I'm worried about with PAX coming up is those gaming theme bars in Melbourne are going to yeah. be Would you say that they're going to be packed? I think oh. they will be packed out. Probably from <laughs> oh, open to close. I'm so sorry. so I'm like, Ugh, do I want uh, to join right. long drink queues and be covered in other guy's sweat? Well, we know the and answer to that. And that's after the bar. Yeah. <laughs> like But yeah, so PAX is coming up this coming Friday through Sunday. Um, we'll be there in conjunction with Audio Technica at booth 4640. Mm. Please follow um, the
3: Twitter if you want to see our whereabouts and what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Or
2: you can just tweet us directly on the day and we'll direct you to where we are.
1: Mm. So so we're excited for that. Tweet. There's, there's a lot of um, podcast recording going on at said event, um, whether it be us on the booth, there's a couple of other reputable podcast... Uh, Outlet's going to be using the booth too, so pop along and, and sort of watch some stuff getting done live at booth 4640. There's also a VR station as well as a PC gaming station there so you can test out gaming headsets, microphones, standard headsets as well as some HTC Vive Not VR goodness. Not to mention goodness.
3: seeing some of us 8-bit crew on other people's podcasts, so also keep an ear out for that. That's true. To where we'll be appearing. some
1: nice crossovers and collabs. Um, we're also going to be doing part of a AGPN event called party mode which is on the uh, at the wombat theater from 4 30 p.m on the saturday uh, which is going to be a whole heap of fun there's also going to be other events we'll be we'll be running around playing games causing ruckus so if you see us come say day. um buy us a drink or allow us to maybe buy you a drink depending on how we're feeling you can buy me one that's fine mm. I gave him two seconds to jump in and interject, <laughs> and he didn't even need the two. I just, I just wanted to clear that up. <laughs> yeah, but I'm um, excited for that. I'm excited to get into some fractured butthole this week before we head on down to Melbourne as well. Yeah. Um, and we're also doing a cool little event on Tuesday night in conjunction with the Starlight Foundation. Um, we're going to be doing some podcasting and some gaming um with all those legends out there at our Westmead Hospital. So I'm looking forward to that very much. Um, Sam will be there with us as well, so we're going to have the full contingent. Record some podcasts with them, play some games, have some fun. Just just enjoy a bit of life with them. So it's going to be nice. I'm looking forward to that.
3: Hopefully you create some inspiring podcasters of the future. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Anything else you guys want to say before we uh, wrap this uh, sucker up and move on out of here for another week? Cyber Taco? Yeah. The new porno. <laughs> that was a good one you're welcome okay so check us out as a collective at we Are 8 bit on all the socials there's actually finally a new video up on uh, the YouTube channel <laughs> Benny and uh, his mate Stu did some hands on with Project Cars 2 which recently released so thanks to our Bandai Namco we've got a copy of that and they're actually doing it at full driving rig as well so not on the controller nice. so it's, it's a good video uh, check it out at YouTube.com forward slash WeAre8Bit hit us up on all the socials as I said as a collective at WeAre8Bit I can be found at Brendan8Bit Sam can be found at Celine, Celine TD. TD,
2: I think, this week, and I'm Kerbo 8 Bit,
3: and I'm at Miss Ali Hart.
1: Okay, until next week, 8 Bit Nation. Much love. Stay hungry. Stay spooky and scary.
2: <laughs> I'm scared.